Yes, people, welcome along our first ever podcast on the Patriot Game. Uh, myself, Martin, is joined by Pierce in Dublin and Lee in West Belfast. And uh, we're going to discuss yesterday's game. We're also going to discuss the fireworks. We're going to look forward to our next guest, who is Liam Kelly, an author, a historian, and uh, an ex-Bournemouth player. Give you an insight into life under Eddie Howe. Uh, we'll talk about hopefully the potential manager and we'll also go on to talk about the Scottish Cup fixture. Um, Pierce, we'll start with yourself. What did you think about yesterday's game? Uh, I was actually taking it during the game. I was like, because Lee said, like, oh, this is the best we played this all season. I was like, what other game have we played well? And I was like, only that second half against Hibs back in September is the only one I can think of. Even remember Ross County when we won 5 0? Yeah, still top. We weren't good in that game at all. That was never a five 0 win. Yesterday, for me, was as good as a friendly. But the thing that right, was it, they apart, were done. Yeah, but it set apart in the sense that I think the players have got one eye on next week, or hopefully the, the plan was for Saturday, and I think that that sort of spurned them on. And the good thing, if anything came out of it, it's never a bad thing to score goals. So it'll give them a wee bit of confidence. You can actually see that there's now goals in the team. Right, um, couldn't score to save their lives. No, not at all. And um, the shackles are off. The league's finished. It was a glamorised friendly at best. But hopefully that gives them a wee bit of confidence going into that Scottish Cup game and absolutely batter them. Lee, what about yourself, mate? What did you think of the game? I thought we were great. I thought we were fantastic. And it sense where players um, like James Forrest, James Forrest was class, man. Him and El Yanusi. Like I've seen someone mention yesterday on Twitter. Someone called him Mohammed El Yaguchi. And I mean, it was just class. Some of them runs that they were making, it was just something different. And some of them have been lacking all season in terms of like creating chances. And yeah, yeah, I thought we were fantastic. I thought Livingston had done even, did he even have a system on pace? Did he even have a formation? I think it just sort of like held the fort for the first half an hour and then they just broke down, man. So perfect game before we play that, that, that next week. So gives us a wee bit of confidence. And yeah, hopefully it spurs us on. Definitely. That is quite incredible when you watch that, that the fact that we struggled so much against them in the earlier part of the season and they were on that incredible run and they looked so organised and disciplined. They just, they looked totally and utterly shot yesterday, but... Um, on the crest of a wave, though, like at that time, uh, the big manager time. bounce. Big time. It's just... I think they, um, uh, we, people, I think people like to use Forrest as an easy target, but we have missed him so much this season. We've no, we've played an entire season with natural wit, with a natural winger. Silly shapes at the time. I thought the formation suited us yesterday and um, in the Scottish Cup. I've said this previously and I'll say it again. I think they'll score against us because I think still defensively we're susceptible to a goal. I didn't trust any of the goalkeepers um, and we've no learned our lesson through an entire season how to defend set plays. But we're a better football team than them and no one will convince me otherwise. And I'm also confident that we'll knock them at the Cup. Um, Elanoussi, we, we've spoken about um, off here and we'll talk about it here as well. For me, we need to break the bank to go and get him. Like yeah, I, I, I might disagree. Go for it. I, I wouldn't go higher than five million for him. Serious? I know people are saying ten million. I don't think he's. Plus, I don't think we he, we can afford fifty, sixty grand a week to pay to buy him, which is what he's what do you probably think? on at Southampton. He's on just now. What, 50, what do you fifty, reckon 50 he's on grand a week. Sum. Yeah, definitely. I think. I don't think obviously he's not going to come on that sum, but I think if he's happy. The sad thing is he's had an incredible season, theoretically on paper, in such a poor team. 17 goals, 7 assists, 24 contributions, a goal or an assist every 8 to 8 minutes to a winger in a team that's been dogged. Just awful to watch. And as you said earlier on, one 
90 minute performance that's actually noteworthy for an entire season at Celtic is just a joke. So we need to go and get them, I think. But in terms of Celtic, breaking the bank would be probably around that anything between five to ten million. Edwards are highest signing, but uh, I think that um, what we've missed all season was in an abundance yesterday. Players that can actually play in the wing, take players on, beat them, and um, and create chances. And we've missed that the entire season. But that was it. Was it Elenus's second, the one where he cuddled it for the edge of the box? Yeah, yeah, that was a, it was a very good goal. I thought the goalkeeper might have been off just to one side, but it was a good finish. Like the other thing about Elenus as well is, he, I think. It, a player like him needs to be a bit of stability in his career. Like, obviously, Absolutely. he went yeah. to Southampton with, with a big reputation and it didn't work out for him. So, his first season, he showed glimpses of what he can do. Um, and then that game yesterday, for me, he was just, he was an absolute perler. Great performance. And, like, so, if we desire going to be an issue, I think, more importantly, um, he needs to be thinking about some getting some form of, yeah, stability in his career and getting a good place to frave and getting an opportunity to play in Europe. Obviously, there's a, a new manager going to be coming in. Um play under him and hopefully play attacking football and play the way we're, we're meant to be playing and yeah be good I don't care man. you say 10 minutes I say break a bank and pay 55 give him whatever he wants <laughs> if he if he does come in though then you've got a, a ready-made player it's not as if you've got someone coming in that doesn't understand the team doesn't understand the players doesn't understand the club like you you've got a guy I think under a real manager with a real structure and he understands his role and he plays in the right position that guy will be frightening and um I mean, and as I say, in a really poor team this season, he scored 17 goals from midfield. I think you put him under a potential Eddie Howe, and I think you see a completely different player, a sort of player that was signed for 16 million. Was it Bow he came from when he went to Southampton? Yeah, because who was he with? He was with the Mould we played. I remember Mold watching that, that yeah. game, and he battered us, I think. Oh, he is wait, frightening. Under Ronnie Dyla, did they know yeah. the score that night? The 2 1 uh, game at home when we got beaten. Yeah. He scored in that. He was class. As a serious player, um, if he's played in the right position, though, sometimes are the right system. Like the Lennon three five two did not suit him. I don't know why. Him, Lennon was like buying players and then just scattergraph. Like whereas if you look at the Huns, they had a system of bought players that could play in that system. Whereas we just bought players and just mishmash. Well, they knew the rules. The, 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 technically, I don't. I've, I've said this all the time. They're not as good a team on paper. They're not even close, actually. But they understand the system. They understand the formation. They understand how to play with each other. So many games a season. We've had we've had situations where we played five central midfielders in one game. Yeah. And we just chuck them on and aye, and just right. say here, oh. crack on. Oh, no strikers leaving three on the bench. Yeah, last week for the last twenty minutes, playing two two holding midfielders. Remember, two 0 up. Sorrow and Brown both in the park. What's going on here? Like, I just think, <clears throat> I just think if you bring the right man in that has the ideas, and I, I still think there's a nucleus area top team. We need to get rid of some players. Some will go whether we want to or not, and then um, too many loan players. But <clears throat> I think there's still a nucleus area proper team. And when they want to play football, they can play free flowing football. I mean, you've got Whips and players like Forrest. I mean, he's playing for a. He's he'll be like a new player for now to the end of the season. Albeit the games yeah. are dead rubbers. He wants in that European squad to go away to the Euros. I so, mean, terribly unfortunate if he didn't get in the Scotland squad after. Like, he absolutely. got them into the playoff on his own. Remember against Israel, he scored a hat trick or whatever yep. it was. Yeah, the 100%. He's, in my opinion, he's the best um, out and out winger that, that Scotland have. So, in Turnbull as well, he he should. I didn't understand if he kind of get in an international squad. If I'm being completely honest, I can stand international football. So, I'm quite chuffed he's not going because he's not going to pick up an injury. But um, 
I'm, I'm struggling to understand how guys like Fleck and all that get in that squad and he kind of get in it. Even as a squad player, he's level. Christie's like fourth choice, but Christie's just a dog. He just runs around the place. But that's yeah. Lee, Lee Carp. What to say? Clark's wet dream. <laughs> Turnbull's got some serious quality, though. You see him like. He does it so often. He's back to the player. He's always wanting to take it on the turn. He's trying to find pockets of space. I've said this before. I just don't think... I didn't think I, I appreciated how good that laddie was. Like, obviously, every game I'd watched him when we played Motherwell, and he looked like a tidy enough player, but I didn't think he was maybe Celtic level. And um, he's been incredible. He's, he's, he's used to the ball. His ability to shoot. His ability to score. His range of passing. He's a serious player. Like oh, He's a class act. Uh, yeah, I'd be looking at building the midfielder and boys like that. The um, quality, quality player. You need to be keeping him for a number of years. I think what, I slightly, um, dis- slightly disagree. I love to disagree all the way. Fire ahead. <laughs> I think he's a good player, right? But see the Paul McStay stuff, that's just nonsense talk. Like, it's absolute. Uh, of course. Like, there's no comparison. And Turnbull's, I. Well, he's quite only been sad. there for half a season. I know, but I think it's quite sad. He's only young, too. Yeah, I think it, but, yeah he's a young lad. I don't like saying this, but I think he's like his peak is playing for Celtic. He's not gonna. You don't think he's got another move in him? No, he's not. Like watching yesterday, like what? Callum McGregor's on a different level. Yeah, for Celtic, is the peak. No, we all know that. But in terms like your your personal career, like McGregor, could I think McGregor could go and play for anyone in that English Premier League if he actually wanted to. My worry is that McGregor gets a move though. I just. my, my big worry this season, more than anyone, I've almost resigned myself to the fact Edwards off. Um, I've kind of, I'm pretty confident I think I don't get a move. But McGregor, for me, if we're going to do anything, we keep talking about these rebuilds and all that sort of stuff. Whoever comes in, how or otherwise, they're going to have ideas of the type of player they want. For me, the mainstay has to be McGregor. I'd make him captain. I think he's absolutely invaluable. You couldn't buy a player of that quality. Um mm-hmm. If he goes to England, what like what Pierce just says, I think he slots into any team, literally any team. I think just, that's how good he is. Leicester, Rogers gone from because he was he was Rogers' man on the pitch. Main he man, I was yeah. Celtic of a stick, and he's definitely so intelligent. They like, see like something. Like, I just got to go to the Greg Taylor rant now. Like some of the times when Greg Taylor gets the ball, and McGregor makes a run to space, and he just like he's not he's on a different wavelength to people like Greg Taylor who just look sideways and backwards. It's, it's yep. really a shame to watch a guy playing that's nearly too good to be playing in that team. See, see someone like Taylor though, right? I, I personally, as a football player, can't stand him. None against the other person. I just think he's good. For him. Do you think that when you've got players like Taylor and Kenny and all that sort of stuff, the coaches understand their limitation? There's probably a player in them in training. I think you'd see a different football player. But I just think they get it almost their natural desire to play and get forward. It's almost taught out of them unless they know that they've got that confidence and the ability to go by. Not once a season, and I, I might be wrong, but I'm sure I'm right, not once a season have I seen Greg Taylor beat a player. Not even one. I can't in think fairness to Taylor, like, and again, Martin, I wouldn't be his biggest fan. Like, he does a job in, in, in the league, but in terms of like European football, it's, it's an all-starter. But to be fair to him, he had to come in there and like, you're filling a big, a big roller with Kieran Tierney as well. Like, Aye, he's hide he has... That's it. He hasn't had a coach. Do you know, if you look at it, look at, look at coaches around the world, like take the rat, for example, um, what he can do for like sort of mediocre players. He can turn them into really good players. Like look at what he's done with like Madison and stuff. Like he's turned him into an absolute cracking player um, for Evan. Um, so like 
Taylor came in um, and he hasn't really, you know, he's working under Neil Lennon and, and, and John Kennedy. How, how, how much can they improve his career? Do you know? No, no, I totally agree. I, I do think, though, that even in games like when we were playing in the Europe, uh, Europa League qualifiers, he wasn't able to get by his man. Yeah. They're the sort of games he should be absolutely unbelievable in. Even yeah. a game, even like Scottish Cup matches and all that sort of stuff, early stage games, he like, yeah. there shouldn't even be a question mark over his ability. He should be standing out. Like, yeah. He might not be in comparison to what he is to the Celtic players, but compared to his opponent, he should be at another level. He plays for Celtic. Yeah, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think he plays, like, even like, uh, like some of the average SPL games, you wouldn't think he's a Celtic player. Like you could tell why Absolutely he not. played for Steve Clark's Kilmarnock, don't go past the halfway line and just exactly. like, defend, flat back for yeah. yeah. And I think that system was almost uh, just drilled into him. And I think when he came to Celtic, he's probably got, I've seen a couple of videos of the last day in training, and it looks a hell of a lot better in training, but you, you can't judge someone on a, a, a game at training. But I just think that in a game, I just think that he... One, either doesn't have the confidence in his own ability or two, it's taught out of him. He just gets told, listen, work within the parameters of what you're capable of. Get up to the player, turn and show inside. And you always see players like your McGregor's of this world wanting the ball from him, even Ayer. I just think a lot of players in the team didn't have trust in him. The main thing that we need to do is we need to get players that actually are going to take the club forward. You can't do it in yeah. every single position, but you can't let a 20, 20 million pound player go and bring in a guy that was a fairly bang average player in a Kilmarnock team under Clark exactly. who overachieved for a season. Exactly. You need to think outside the box. So, What do you think about the other side of the pitch, man? Terrible. Uh, terrible. I, he's, I feel for the lad. I mean, he's a third-choice player at Everton. He's not even close to being good enough for a settler jersey. Um, I thought Fringpong was a decent player if he could learn to cut it back. Had I still it, think that we... Only had a good, brain. Yeah. We've got a good... We got a good price for a player that had quite significant limitations, but was a speed merchant. And he was a good player. He had a lot of energy. He'd got up and down the park. And in comparison, you've seen how bad he made players like Taylor look because we looked lopsided. Everything went to the right. We need to really redress this. Um, how are we going to get players in? How are we going to identify players? I mean, Frank Pong was brought in for pennies. Absolute pennies. Um it's not necessarily that you need to shop in the markets to try and polish jewels, but I think that there has to be serious plans put in place to work on looking at our defence. It was the biggest problem area this season. Teams just were so quick to work out how to play in behind us, how to bully us, and then when they get set plays, they just all. It was at times watching games. It was almost as if there was inevitability that you knew they were going to score because we're yeah. so susceptible defensively. That okay. has to be addressed first and foremost. Start with the basics. Build for the back. We need a new goalkeeper or three. They're hopeless. Let's just start for the outset. Goalkeepers, murder, defence. You'd need. love to keep. You'd want to keep Ayer. You'd want to keep Welsh. You need someone else in with a bit of quality. I think Julian. Julian I, I think he'll want to go. Yeah, he'll be half. Yeah, and then you need four new fullbacks. Um, that's not going. Well, to I would. I would. Ke- I think Greg Taylor. Decent second. You'd be a backup. Yeah, yeah, he's not starting for Celtic club. He, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be, in my opinion. And then in the midfield, you have to do everything you can to try and keep McGregor. Um, but if he wants to go, I wouldn't begrudge him anything. I think he's been incredible for Celtic ever since his debut under Dealer. Was it Iceland he played over in? Well, he could think he scored. Uh, yeah, he played wide uh, right that day. Yeah, he was just. He's. He's. 
you alluded to it the other now, he's just got such a football and brain, he can almost play in any position he wants. The boy is just incredible. Um, absolutely phenomenal football player who I think has got moves in him, levels above Celtic, similar to Tierney. Um, and then on top of that, you've got two big players. Forrest, I think, will have a really good season next year. I know he's got his critics, but you've seen this season how much we've missed him. Elanusu, hopefully, as we've talked about, can get... Um, a deal done because the point you made Lee I just think stands up there's weight to that argument he's not really played since Basel in a team where he's been comfortable and confident that he's going to be playing every week so he had to go on loan to find first team football he's found it he's played in a team that's pretty poor my thinking would be if you succeeded and done so well relatively on paper in a team that never done great under a poor manager who was sacked what could you do under a proper manager if he's going to come in play in the right position in a shape that works for the team so we can go and play attacking football. I think if he's happy in Glasgow, he's set in. I don't see a need for him to go back to the Premiership. And he's young enough as well, if he did sign yeah. full-time for Celtic, that if he wanted to make a move, he could go again in the future. So, um, And then the big issue is Edward up top. I can't see past him moving, if I'm being totally honest. And again, he's been phenomenal. Prepare yourself now. That's, oh, yeah. it. That's it. Everyone's very like, we're just, we're just like palming that off. Like, yeah, I've worked away at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll deal, like, we'll deal with that another day, yeah. <laughs> don't be talking. I'm still getting over Scott Brown. I'm better still. John Joe Kelly talking about him. His back pass is still keeping me up. What was he doing the other week? Did you see him I mean, talking about George Lee about Stan? Yeah. That's what it is. I don't even think... Is he being told? God knows. But I don't even think... I don't even think Seamus Coleman is the best player in the world. And he's like miles off Seamus Coleman. He's never going to play for Everton. He was in that Schalke team that just about stayed up last year that Lennon pretended that he scouted. I was like, that's just a lie straight away. <laughs> doesn't doesn't really watch our games, so watches the Bundesliga. Like, who's he trying to fool with those? That nonsense. Announce McElroy on one and announce Ralston on the other. Yes, please. <laughs> Montgomery, who's that guy? <laughs> the... Uh, I think honestly, I do think you need to prepare yourself for um for Edward leaving. I think he's just off. I'd have thought him last new, a- new new agent, top player, just phenomenal. See what he's done at France under twenty ones. He's got he's absolute levels in his game. He's, he's packed it in for Celtic like big time. He's, he was he's playing done. under a he was playing under a manager that was at points completely and utterly technically in it. No, but I mean himself, you could tell he was he wanted yeah, out. He gave up the ghost that yeah, 100%. I think he's been incredible for Celtic and I think we'll struggle massively. Like, if you think what we've had, the two young French lads and, and Dembele, who looks like he's going, going and win the league and then you've got a situation with Edward who looks like he's... I think, honestly, think Edward's got the same trajectory in him as a Van Dyke. You go to the top of the game, I think he's got a, the, all the ability in the world to play in a team that could win a Champions League. He's absolutely unbelievable. Um probably an argument on his day that he's as good or better than Dembele and the two of them. I mean, the fact that we actually... Different players, though. Different. Team, Edward's more different, the, players, different style, but... Edward's more feet, the Thierry Henry drags like, yeah, to his, the left. His feet, his close control, his ability to play on the wing, his intelligence, his ability to score, he's composed. He's got almost every attribute to his game. He's strong, he's fast, he's powerful. There's, there's no, I, I, I couldn't see a league that he couldn't play in and thrive in. If you put him down in the Premiership, he would absolutely batter it. Um, top player. What a, unbelievable. He'd be frightening, I think, and see Serie A where you get more time on the ball. 
I mean, it's, it's a bit slower time. and you can just go yeah. past people. Remember the goal yeah. he scored in the qualifier? I, I don't know. I don't care if they were like semi-pro Iceland. That goal was a joke at the start of the season. When he, when he, when he became full-skill Messi? Yeah, just thought I was going to beat the marks and board now. Yeah. Was that Rakovic? Here, was that 6-0? 6-0 again? Uh, I don't think it was Rakovic. See, the thing is, though, I remember watching that game and uh, me and Martin were saying... The goalkeeper looks suspect. That was the very first game of the season. Like you could tell, even at that game, he wasn't at it. We talk about this all the time, though. How did the coaches not see that? Exactly. We we've we've mixed the match this season, and then lambasted the keepers for not being good enough. We've signed one guy for five million, Barca, hopeless. Got Bainan, who I think was a sorry patchwork makeshift goalkeeper, just to come in and to fill in for, between Hibs and Dundee. I think at one point it was we have two tracksuits on the same day, and then you've got. The, the lad Hazard who's just miles off like my, yeah. absolutely miles off like, uh, and I feel for the lad because he got really chucked in at the deep end and had a hard time and even in the cup final he was so susceptible he'd done alright in the penalty shootout but he was fairly hopeless that game and was responsible in my book twice so I don't know the, there's massive changes needed at the club but I think this is probably an amazing point to move on and talk about um, our first guest that we're going to have on because this guy has played under um, uh, the, the guy that's probably tipped highest to be the next Celtic manager, the guy that's had talks with Celtic, Eddie Howe, um, Liam Kelly. He's an incredibly intelligent guy, an author, um, wrote some fantastic books. Actually, I've not long finished one of his books, Take Me to Paradise. And they also played at Bournemouth and um, he worked under the man himself. So Eddie Howe coming in, for me, I think um, it changes everything. I think you've got, I'm not going to compare him to a Rodgers, but there's definitely similarities there. Rodgers, when he was at sort of Swansea, and the work he's done at Bournemouth to take a club for utter mediocrity, 10,000-seater stadium for League One into the Premiership and keep them there, was it six years? Kept them in the league? Oh, I can't remember, yeah. Oh, was it five, sorry? Just it's unbelievable like... job he done at Bournemouth. Don't mention he... Burnley. Don't mention Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> But he is, he, he would be a tremendous addition to the club. Like, I mean, he's young, the sale of football, he had Bournemouth playing some good football. Um, he'd be fantastic. And there's a lot of fans, like our own fans, on saying it. Uh, but, you know, is he is he right? Is he going to be the right fit for Celtic? I think he is, 100%. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, he's managed Bournemouth and he's managed Burnley. Can't believe I just met him Burnley. But he, um, you know, so. With the in between us. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, like, what I'm trying to say is, the likes of Martin and I, we we take we, we got Martin and I from Leicester, you know, and look what way Martin and I turned out to, like turned out to be one of the most successful managers that we're, we're ever going to have. So, I think Eddie Howe will come in and have the same impact as O'Neill as a rat, um, and just you know, get get players in that team and get them playing real good football again, like players like Forrest, Turnbull, El Yunusi. If we do snap them up. I think it would fray but, wonder. Um, and I think as well, Messon and Julian. Think could, uh, I think Julian, Julian coming back from injury. I think he, he has at least one more season at the club to try and prove himself. Shane Duffy's career? No. There's many things out there. <laughs> Jeez. Do you know what as well, Messon and Shane Duffy? I've got it for the big man, literally. Like, you can tell how much it meant for him just sending him for the club. And he obviously had a hard time with like everything that's happened personally. But just so, so got it to see how his career has turned out. Um. Yeah, it's it's just it's so poor, man. Like, there's no defender whatsoever. Like, I don't just, know where he goes now, though. 
that's it. Where does he go? Where does he go from here? Like, and it's sad the same as well. Like you look at Ireland captain, and he wasn't even like those those games. The last couple of games, he didn't start. Um, so did he not start the Qatar game? He played Qatar, but that was a friendly one. He played in the yeah. friendly against Qatar. One that man's in that air. That was absolutely. <laughs> well, I could see Martin laughing. You know what I mean? You're loving life because you're making it the Euros. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, me, mate. And if put me in that bracket, thank you very you're much. <laughs> Absolutely not. Pretend. Is that a Scotland hat you've got on there? <laughs> oh, it's not. It's, oh, it's not Gucci. Celtic and Celtic only. The, uh, 100%. No, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I don't even really watch the P-State that often. I'm just not really a big fan of international football per se. But he's finished. I think, I feel, I, I would share your sentiments. I felt for the big lad, but I've touched on this before and different things I've spoken. There was this absolute ridiculous mindset that because the big man came to Derry, he's worth signing. You sign a player because he's quality. You sign a player because he's going to fit into a team. You sign a player because he's going to bring attributes that are going to improve the club. He's... I totally understand the situation with his dad. I totally understand that he was really struggling off the park. And that can have a massive effect. Just remove football for a second. You just think of any job. If you lose your old boy, your head's gone. You know what I mean? Him and his oh, dad yeah. were really and close. He was, his, he was a good mate. If you were doing any job, if you were a plumber working in an office, if you were working in a hospital, you lost your dad, your mind's going to be scrambled for ages. So I, I totally get that. But there's no real excuse in the fact that it's hard because he's judged because he plays in front of literally... On, at the moment hundreds of thousands of people um, and he's just miles off the mark just so far off it but it's just like the whole Duffy thing was just this Irish nepotism like has to stop they're just giving guys jobs because they have to be born in Ireland like, you look at the, some of the drafts we've signed over the years remember Daryl Murphy like that was yeah. that was embarrassing Ipswich is finest yeah remember he's got remember he only scored against Dundee United though when he beat them all yeah Sheridan as well and all that sort of stuff. I've seen loads of Duddy players, like, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a market in Ireland for some top quality players. Um, and I have absolutely no problem with that at all. And I, I never ever want to see a dilution in the support or the understanding of what Celtic means to Ireland and what Ireland means to Celtic. But you have to be able to get right on the part, and that's the key. Remove it for a second. There's absolutely nothing wrong with understanding the politics, understanding the mindset, and understanding the cultural ties between the two. But you have to first and foremost think what's best for the team. He was just nowhere near it. He wasn't even good enough at Brighton. And wait, like at Brighton, they would play a totally different style as well. Like you were it's talking about earlier on. the front like, of the box. Yeah, Celtic, you're up on the halfway line. He exactly. has no throwing a pace. Yeah, exactly. And he, 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 I knew he would get caught out by that. And the first time I really seen him struggle was a game against Nesbitt with Hibs. He got ragdolled. Remember when he got chucked yeah. down? And I think yeah. his face told you everything. He was sort of like, what is going on here? He's no used to that physicality. He's no used to being matched up. He's no used to runners in behind. They twigged on to him straight away. Started playing twos. And then when they would drop, Boyle would just go in behind. So you started to see the gap straight away because of the fullback's too high. There's gaps in behind and he was getting thrown about. So I think that shocked him. I also think there was a degree of ignorance. I think he came up here just thinking this is going to be a canter. And I think he got a rude away. definitely did. I think the Scottish game... It's a lot quicker than the English game. You don't get as much time on the ball, whereas down Definitely. there, the teams sit off you. Whereas up there, it's a hundred miles an hour. Like, and yeah, that didn't suit. How many, how many times have we seen that, Pierce? How many oh, times yeah. have we seen that? Joey you know Barton. Do you remember Joey Parton? He come yeah. up and give it the whole. Yep. He's better than Brown. He's not in his league and whatever else. Hard that turn it. Guy from Kilmarnock. Remember that? Yeah, the 
he, he got he was getting nutmegged and all that against Hamilton as well. Remember, first Alec, game of the season, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, was that no Greg Taylor by the way that absolutely cemented him at Kilmarnock? Don't think I was. Was it? It may have been, but it was Check a beautiful chance. Can't remember that. If it was, he's getting a new contract. <laughs> there was. Late there's even contract. players like Bellam. <laughs> when Bellam and all that came up, they said the exact same. Though he he was he said he was yeah, quite he was ignorant class. to the standard. He was unbelievable. Was he was super. We quick. Uh, we'll digress. Ten seconds between the two. Of you, who was better when they came up on loan, Keen or Bellamy? Bellamy. Bellamy. Oh. oh. Keane was Keane here for six months and I think he got paid of the year that season that's how Babor uh, yeah. that was under Mowbray his first game was against Kilmarnock remember the banner got beaten 1-0 yeah. before the dawn uh, and then when he went back to Kilmarnock he scored the penalty in mind against him beat him in the Ballamy club was... didn't he knock him out Pierce what did you say there sorry mate no that was the, the club game he scored against uh, yeah Kilmarnock yeah Bellamy scored at Abrax was absolutely unreal just remember that yeah, of course. Unbelievable. What a finish! It's hat trick again. Yeah. Uh, remembers volley you get home. It must be Aberdeen. Dundee United. Yeah, but he scored the hat trick against Dundee United. That's right. Oh, he's unbelievable. I saw Bellamy every day yeah. of the week for me. Like. Yeah, like it's not even a competition to be honest. What's the thinking on um, the Scottish Cup? We'll move on to that and touch on the game coming up because the we'll, we'll finish off with the fireworks. Um, Going forward, I don't know when the game's going to get played. They were talking about Saturday looks like it's not going to happen now. Uh, I'm not going to go into my revulsion of the human being, but uh, apparently that's not happening. So potentially it could be Friday, potentially it could be Sunday. Um, might even get moved to um, another date. What do you think going forward? Does yesterday's game and the performance fill you with a bit of confidence that we're going to knock them out? Uh, I think... Like we were saying earlier, like they'll score because we can't defend. So basically, we need yeah. to score more. We need to play with a so much more intensity than we did against them two weeks ago. Because that last half an hour, that one all game was embarrassing stuff to watch. It was just side horse passing. It was going nowhere. So they need to pick it up to defend against them. My other See, big concern you... is Forrest. For, is it something about his, his hamstring or his back, his lower back? It's about tightening. I think Kenley said he brought him off for a precaution, just hoping he's, he's fit to play. Because yeah. he'd be a massive, massive... That'd be a big boost, like. That's just that his body coming back to match sharpness, I think. I think that after, after his body just going through extreme fatigue, not playing properly, albeit ticking over, going in the gym, totally different for the physical demands they're playing or trying to play 90 minutes. I think if they wrap him in cotton wool and protect him, which they will, he's a huge asset. He scores against them as well, by the way. He will score, he's got a goal in him. And... Um, He's, he'll just cause them all manner of problems. And when you're talking the other now about the pace, I think that's the key. They cannot play when a team's in their face, up at them, tight, playing high, really running at them. I just think they'll struggle. And um, they have in the past, and I think they will again in the Scottish Cup. And I just think we'll overrun them. Defensively, we're so vulnerable. I, I, I cannot see them not scoring. Um, but I don't... Uh, they're not getting praise off of me in the sense that they're some sort of... They, they, they think that they're a top team now. The top teams didn't get knocked out of the cup by St Mirren and we'll, I honestly think that uh, we'll give them a doing. I'm pretty confident of that. I just think that the pressure's off. If there's one thing that um, Celtic know how to do, it's one games in the Scottish Cup. I mean, in cup competitions, I think it's one that we've lost in 35. There's a precedent there that the team understands how to play cup games. And I, I'm firmly believe that Celtic will win the Scottish Cup again this season. Firmly believe that. 
100%. The thing as well, the way we performed the last time at Abrax, um, I thought we were great. I thought we were, we were an hour, just yeah. couldn't just couldn't yeah. take our chances for our first hour. And if we bring that sort of intensity in the first half and bang a couple of early goals in, it's just it would be unreal. And again, Forrest being there, El Yunusi, Turnbull, McGregor, just just give it them from the very off. Just get stuck right in. Give us something. This season's been absolutely brutal. Just give us something that's here, but get us, you know, lift the lift the spirits again and get get whoever's going to be coming in. Hope. Hopefully, Eddie Howe, bring him in and just steam ahead for next season. We, I think, I think the difference though is that what you just said now is so correct. We're a team that needs to have players that are confident. Any team needs that. So obviously, it's a need redundant point, but certainly more so than any. You see the players, you see the style they play, the systems that they play, they need to be confident. That game against the Huns when we played them at Ibrox, if a couple of the players have got five, ten percent more confidence, their balls are going in the corners. So, that game yesterday, the only catalyst, the only springboard that will come off that I think that are going to stand us in good stead is the fact that the players now have got the bit between the teeth, they've scored a couple of goals, they're feeling more confident, it's our highest score line of the season, right, let's just go and steamroll them. I just think that when you play with no fear, it's a one-off game, there isn't that pressure of the three points, there's no the noose around your neck, which was laying in there for about nine months. I just think that it's a different ball game. I think that the players will have just a bit more appetite and desire to think, well, by the way, this, we've had a minging season. We've been battered, we've been ridiculed, there's been a hundred different issues got off the park. Let's go and set the record straight. This is a game that we have to take to them, we have to go back to them and keep our, keep our cup. And um, I just think that when you've got certain players, if they're on it, like yesterday, if they can replicate that, like your Turnbulls, like your McGregors, your big hitters, Edward and Forrest, Elanusi, I just see too much that they can't cope with that. They, they can't cope with pace. They've got two flat-footed static um, centre-halves. The way that they beat us earlier on in the season is they just took a step up because they knew that we never had any width. So then you were able to get their two wing-backs and Barisic and Tavernier was bombing on and picking us off. And every single time they found an overman and every single time in the middle of the park, they beat us, they dominated us. So we need to win the battle in the middle of the park. When you've got outboards, when you can then start playing balls out wide, and then you can start getting in behind them because the two centre, the, their two wing backs are going to be too high. You're starting to cause them all manner of problems. Oh my, I, I can't see Celtic getting beat off them because now you've got pace in the team. You've got if we play that system four two three one, I think we batter them, smash them. I don't know if we'll batter them because we'll just concede six, goals. No. Yes, please. <laughs> In fact, but, uh, I'll give them a goal six one. We need to take them seven. The fact that we've got <laughs> wingers now. Pushed back their fullbacks, stops Barisic and yeah. Tavernier just bombing on. They now be thinking, exactly. like, Forrest can run at me. Yeah. Keep an eye on that. Whereas before it was, who even played? What it was, we actually played the Diamond at Ibrox and the first game of the two. season. Who played? Uh, no, it was 3 5 2, the first game. But who played out? Yeah. What, what you say there now is so true, and I just touched on it myself. They, they know now that we've got pace in that team. So if you've got Elanusi in one and you've got Forrest in another, straight away that curtails them, right? So you've you've literally just suspended their fullbacks with bombing on because they know I have to check this here because if I step up, they go in behind, we are picked off. So straight away, you've just modified their game plan. They then kind of bomb up, find overman in the, in the middle of the park. He's then turning and stepping up on you. And then you've got an overlap because you've got five running at you. When they're pinned and holding their position because they're absolutely petrified to the pace of Elanusi and Forrest, then they isolate the middle of the park. And if we've got players that are tactically good enough, which we do, I believe man for man, we're better than them in almost every position. I'd give them their two wing-backs, their goalkeeper, and uh, that's your lot. 
that's it. That's all I'm giving you on paper. Who's better than that? The goalkeeper's frightening. Like it's just yeah. unfair. He defies science. That guy, like genetics. Can we put that out there as well? I would <laughs> love nothing more than go out, go out here, beat them four or five nil, and see an Alan McGregor losing loses mind. And like, what is he about? The Hamilton won all draw. He lost yeah. his mind after the game. I honestly, I don't like giving them credit, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and curtail any form of credit. It sounds like I'm giving them here, but I genuinely, I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a winning mentality. I mean, I can't stand it, guys. And absolutely, him as a goalkeeper, he's he's a born winner. I can't stand. It. But that interview after, to me, just showed a guy that doesn't accept mediocrity, doesn't accept standard slipping, and he wants the team to do as well as he can. I honestly didn't have a problem with it. Um, I, I am going to revel in his rage when we batter them at the cup, though. And the difference with this game is it's not a mediocre game. They've won the league. The league's done. We've absolutely chucked it this season. They never won the league. We gave them the league because they never laid a glove on them. We've, we've made a million different mistakes and hopefully rectify all of them next season. But as far as the cup's concerned, just got that added spice to it. I just see... Celtic thinking, listen, this isn't a normal game. Even although any game against them, you need to go and win. This is a Scottish Cup game. Totally different dynamic. I just, I can't see by Celtic. And I mean, I would say that for Ripley Barcelona next week. But psychologically, it's massive for us to beat them going yeah. into next season. And they've had a bit of a stranglehold. When's the last time we beat them? It was. The well, well, the last three, the, the last four the games we've drawn one lost. Yeah. It was a cup final one. Yeah, Julian, they battered, well, no. they battered us at that game. But they battered us all game. That was like back in the nineties when Andy Gorham used to save everything. Forster was unreal that game. Unbelievable. Oh, but it, like, it, ridiculous. Since and then, then Julian Kevin, goes up with a Gerard's corner. Gerard's had his number in every trick. game. Yeah, when Rogers was there, he just he just picked them apart. He just dissected them and just worked his worked his strategy out. And we won. We just had better players. I still believe we've got better players. I just think strategically, it's turned them into a more effective, efficient team. They can play in two systems. They know their roles. They've got limitations as far as for, sort of physical vulnerability is concerned, but they all know their game plan. I it's think the when, same system every single exactly. game. And I don't know how exactly. the only team that actually properly went at them was Hibs drew at them at the, at the start of the season, but they pushed Boyle yeah, on and ran Rose. at them, and they were yeah. Like, you get in their faces. They're not that good. But teams they seem to like. There's almost a kind of teams feel beaten before they've even played them now. They're like just like there's this like myth yeah. that have grown about them that they're somehow an, winning a, an unfounded inevitability. But yeah. what you just say is, is what I was just touching on the other now. When you, you what Celtic need to do at the start of the game is just rip up the game plan. Their game plan is it's not that difficult. They've done the exact same thing for the last 12, 16 months now. You need to take that off them. You don't worry too much about what they can do to you. They should be more worried about what we can do to them. I believe if you run at them with pace, get in behind. As I say earlier on, curtailed their two fullbacks. They then kind of press and, and beat you in overlap. I think we've smashed them all day long. Certainly scored a couple of goals in the first half and actually take our chances this time, unlike the game at Ibrox, where we were at 20. Um, then it's a different ball game. I can't see past Celtic. I thought we were poor in the last 30, 40 minutes of the last game and we were still a far superior team to them that day. Um, I think with two actual wingers coming in this time, it's just a totally different ball game. I just see Celtic smashing them. What team would you play? Uh, any goalkeeper doesn't really bother me. I think I've got yeah. a local plumber to play. It'll probably be Bain. The, moment. the problem will be Bain. Uh, I think he'll go with Laxalt on one, Kenny on the other, Welsh and Ayer. I think that you'll play with... Brown uh, McGregor. Brown and McGregor will start. Soros not going to get close. Then you're going to have the three in front of them 
which will be Turnbull probably go with Elenus and Forrest. I hope, hope Christy doesn't get a start. And then Edward up top, all being fit. That's what I was like. Laxald over Taylor? I, I, uh, I think he'll uh, play Laxald. If he didn't play yesterday, I think he'll play him next week. Yeah. But the, the thing with Laxald as well that suits, suits me, not that I think he's a particularly great player, I'm, the only game I've ever seen him, like his first few games, I thought the boy looks like a bit of a player. He got Remember worse once Lennon managed to. He uh, did. He did. Coached his build here. I honestly think there's a player in him, and this is what I was talking about earlier on, like that coaching, the actual natural ability, the players telling the player, don't do this, don't do that. You see him when he first came in, almost youthful exuberance, wanted to go by players, wanted to play, he was able to defend, he got his foot into everything. Was it, uh, who was the team that we played in France? Ren, he was outstanding. Ren, he was unbelievable that night, aye. And, um, and they I were, was it they Ren? Were I can't even remember. Was it Ren? Uh, I think so. God, the season's been a bit of a blur for me, but... Wasn't that, was was that Sparta-Prague? No, it was, no, no, it was, it was Ren last year, but who was the French team this year? He'd just come from Milan. Lille. Uh, Lille. Lille. Apologies. Lille. Beat them three to yeah. at home. We'll beat them three to at home. Oh, so much prep we've done for this. Aye. Fuck prep. Very professional. The, uh, the, aye, I, I, I was at the game at home and I just thought they were... Um, I think there's a player in the boy. But I do think the thing that he gives you that Taylor doesn't in that system with 4 2 3 1 is the fact that he's got the ability to overlap. So then you start having the man coming inside. And when you've got Elenus in one, Forrest in another, you've got two players that can actually bomb past. You have that rigidity with the two sitting in front. Brown just takes that step. McGregor can still pick up the ball in the hole. And then you're starting to play overlaps. So you've got one boy coming in, turning and playing it. One boy coming in, turning and playing it. All over the park, you've got choices. Whereas before that, I, I think we've been picked off because we've been too flat-footed and we've been bullied in the middle of the park. And I think that all changes when you play that system. And I, I, honestly, in every single in every single way I've thought about this game, I don't see Celtic getting beat. I can't see Celtic getting beat at the moment. And the biggest reason for that is an on-form Elanusi and Forrest coming back in the team. Total and utterly changes the dynamic of the game. I think as well, Scott Brown is going to be up for this game, isn't he? I mean, oh, it's his last, his last yeah, yeah. game for Celtic. He is going to be he's bang off. He's going to be He's going to be running through walls to win this game. Yes. I still think there's another year in Brown. Obviously, I'm glad he's leaving again. I'm, I talk about it. Talked about it all for everybody. A hundred percent. You talk about this whole rebuild. I think having someone like Adam in the changing room, it'd be, it'd be incredible. He's setting the standards. He's, you know, he, he's 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 helping the Lexus Sorrow become a good player. He's, you know, telling about the Scottish game and stuff. I think he's going to be a great asset for for Aberdeen. Like, and yeah, obviously, it's as well, he's going there for the. He's got the two-year contract, and he's going to get that experience with the coaching role under under Glass. So, I think uh, again, I'm I'm got it the same goal, like, but pff, what a player, by the way, what a I player. I think Celtic. I think Celtic apparently offered him a contract. Um, it's only a year. Apparently, a year Celtic offered him. That was it. Yeah, and he also and messed the. He also messed the instability. He didn't the whole thing about who was going to be the next manager. He mentioned that as well. I think it was complete bullshit. Like to be completely honest, but. Well, yeah, I think was... he understands the fact that he's not going to be playing every game. I think that's the fundamental key consideration of his thinking. Am I going to be playing once every four games? Am I going to start getting phased out and I'm going to be almost a utility player? Um, I think that worried him. He's still an incredible athlete. He keeps himself so fit. But more more than that, I just think he's still a decent player. Uh, he's struggled at points this season. He's not been as good as he was under Rodgers. That's understandable. That, he's, that two years 30, was just 35 Unbelievable. But I think he's, that... Um, he's way off I, the market. Definitely. And that's where he got found out. He was two or three yards off. He, that period where he committed, was it six yellow cards he got 
Um, he was just miles off, and you can just see that players are running by him. You could probably he's notice that actually the uh, the guy from Copenhagen last season ran all over him. Yep. That was when I was like, oh, yeah. he's passed at this level now. Yeah, the uh, I was at the game over there. We should have absolutely. That, that's another one we just never took chances. We, we had, yeah. yeah, we had the beating of them completely. We should have. Hargu was at Hargu was at a half time performance. Martino, <laughs> tsunami. Unbelievable. That was a decent trip, actually. That was our last. That was our last European trip. Um, and then I think the last game was uh, Livingston away. It was at a midweek game. Mayor and home was the last game. Beat them fully. All, sorry, the last away game was at Livy. Yeah. Until all game, yeah. The um, I just I don't know. I think I, I personally I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think that he will be the best signing Aberdeen have ever made. Fair play to him for making a move. He's trying to do something different. I totally understand it. What to go and get his coaching badges. Works with his pal. I think that they'll do decent things. Aberdeen, he's the best player in that team. Make no bones about it. He will, he will take their standard and level just through the roof. He's yeah. still unequivocally a top, top pro. He spoke about in the highest regard. Um, I think any person that, like Keenan, all that wax lyrical about him when he was at Celtic, saying that he, he could have played at any level in the Premiership, he was could have played for any team he wanted. He was a top, top player. I still think he is. He's off the pace for what Celtic need going forward in Europe, what Pierce just says. But I still think that he had a role to play. Similar to what Lee just said, what you were saying about helping that transition, forging between the manager and the players, the understanding he has with the young laddies. But I totally understand why he's wanted to take that step and good luck to him. He deserves nothing but praise for Celtic supporters and he'll get nothing but, I think. He's been colossal. But the way that he deserves to go out, sadly, no in front of 60,000 fans, as a, to win a Scottish Cup. I think he deserves yeah. nothing more than to finish the season playing in the final and lifting that trophy. Um, and I can't see past that happening. I firmly believe Celtic will. And it will start with battering them when, we play them when the game gets played. I think there's been a lack of backbone this season in terms of some performances from individual players. Yeah, and I think it's time for this, going into this game. Like, you know, just scap around his last top game, give it everything, just... Go out there, battle them, and I uh, give us some to cheer about. Keep us positive, give it run this, build a bit of momentum for next season, and then just take the game back. You don't replace him though for the budget that we have on players. What Aye, if he no, gets there is you, no one out there. You don't buy that at the moment in the current game. And if you can get something close to that, then you're paying funny money. Because what well, we he could gives have, you we could have bought John again two, three years yeah. ago. Well, I still oh, well, don't think to get in the, the way of that one. We, we've made so many fundamental problems, though. I was watching about the highlights yesterday, the Bradenford game with Tony and all that sort of stuff. It's just the fact that he was almost done a done yeah, deal. Just, and that's a crime. That was a crime. People should like, actually have to answer what happened there. Because like, how, yeah. how do you sign Patrick Lamala or a fast Yeti? But the exact same happened with the right back. Rogers tried to get... Castagna, he was actually lit, he was in Castagna. He was in the building, the Belgian boy. And then he just signed. We had him agreed for five and a half million pounds. Lowell reportedly apparently tried to make it five million, scuppered the deal. He then gets signed after signing a new deal and goes to Leicester for twenty seven million. Like yeah. there's so many fundamental problems that we've made. And the problem is because we've strategically downsized and because we've brought in the wrong calibre player, now we need an absolute overhaul. And if we just transitioned and seamlessly done season to season, we wouldn't have a situation but, now where we're trying to buy in ten. Here's the thing though, like you say like, you know, overhaul, but Rogers came in and thought, brought a team that I thought was done, and over the summer became like world beaters. Now. A top team. Like Scott Brown was finished in my eyes at the end of that season. 
and then look yeah. at what he was like then for the next two years. But again, there you got, go. That's the that's the beauty of having a quality coach. Yeah, exactly. But, but if, he got I mean? the players, like, if he got if he got the players that he wanted and had a, had a higher degree of autonomy within that club, we've spoke about this before. I believe that he would have taken Celtic to another level, and I didn't mean domestically. We couldn't have done any more domestically. I think in Europe, if he got the proper players that he tried to identify and wasn't lumbered some of the deadwood that he was given. Um, I mean, he was literally, there's no way, no one's telling me in a month of Sundays that he went out and identified guys like uh, Martin, Marvin Comp uh, or guys like, uh, what's his name? The Shred. Oh, the one with, oh, is that, one, he's, uh, what does he say? He's like a millionth winger or something like that. Boy, yeah, too right. many wingers. Look at us now. Yeah. And then you had a situation as well where you've got guys like Jack Henry and all that being given to him. I just didn't believe that he tried to sign them. Not even on a vanity project for the ego maniac that he was, that he could turn around a player like that for Dundee and turn him into a top player. I think the it, plan the players... would... Uh, remember Stephen Cocker went up to Dundee? I think that wasn't the plan to yeah. eventually bring him, but that never seemed to work out in the end. Yeah. I think we'll give him enough credit, lads. Um, the rat... <laughs> we've talked about how good he is as a coach. I'll take Just him back. Him back in a second. Oh, <laughs> 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 Safe uh, Marys and five our fathers and all forgiven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what do you think? What, what what predictions are we going with for next week? Pierce, what do you reckon? Uh, it depends what Bobby Madden does in the middle of the park. Obviously, that could change the game. But uh, you need to guarantee a penalty for them and an offside against us. So I'd say I'll go on well. 2-1 maybe. 4-1 I'm going to go 1-0. I think it's going to be, I think they're going to be compact enough and I think it's going to be one of those nail-biting games as every every Glasgow Derby game is and I think it's going to be 1-0. I'm going to say Franciati is going to score the winner and yeah, bury them. Could be John John Kenny. Shut make a fool of us. I, I see a goal <laughs> the keeper. <laughs> I see a goal in the first. He was balling yesterday, actually. That was a lovely ball. And that ball as well. I keep messing that ball against Kamonic. That ball against Kamonic was super. That's the best thing he's done. Like that back pass, said, I'm not even going to go back into that back pass. Move it on. Gee, that's keeping me up in it. Yeah, like I'll be a different animal. I honestly, I, I, I would genuinely say this most games, and some games there has to be a tinge of realism where you can. It's no difficult. Like earlier on in the season, there was literally games where I was saying, I'm quite careful we're going to get beat today because we were just so bad. I couldn't see goals coming. There was no cohesion in the middle of the park. We were getting run over by teams. We were getting bullied. And um, but coming up, I, I do believe, not just no yesterday, I'm not saying that's a false dawn, but yesterday instilled a wee bit more confidence in them. We've now got goal scorers and guys that are willing to take games to the other team. And I just, I honestly do think that, the, as I said before, the, whole, the complete difference the complete difference is having Elanusi on one and Forrest on another. You play that system, certainly get an early goal. We score against them in the first 15 minutes. I think their arse is clapped. And I think you just take the game to them and stranglehold it and batter them. You start overrunning the midfield. And you've always got an overlap and you're just getting behind them every single time. Then you really start to see the susceptible vulnerability of their two centre-halves. And there's only so much McGregor can do. Phenomenal shot stopper. But is he going to be able to stop it when you're literally chasing the ball to a byline and then cutting it back? He's stranded. I just think he might actually be there. Say that again. He actually might. No, it's phenomenal. There's no getting away how good a goalkeeper is. I just, I just cannot see myself in on a performance. I think how bad this has been. It's almost a, a 
kind of turning point. I think it's a culmination of things. I think that you're going to see players fighting for contracts, the understanding that the new manager's coming in. I think Celic will hold off and say that offline about the fact, I think, that we'll kind of sit on the news if the manager gets done because they like to steal headlines. I think the players will have a grasp of what's going on. They'll know they're getting watched. They need to put on a show if they want to get kept on. And plus, it's the Scottish Cup. Scott Brown will be demanding, literally demanding. Oh, he'll be fired up. And I can't see, he'll be fired up. And I can't see... I can't see anything other than a Celtic victory. And um, if we do beat them, I want a, I want a manner of a victory that, that justifies putting them back under the rock. I want to smash them. Really, really badly, badly beat them. A massive 1-0 win. <laughs> 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 I would take a 1-0 win in a heartbeat. I think it's the first time ever. Through. I've said I fancy Celtic to win 1-0. Honestly. Seriously, let's 7-0, 8-0. Do them. If we went through an OG, I wouldn't bother. I just, oh, I, what, what, oh I sorry, don't care. Yeah, could you imagine? What, what could you imagine Alan McGregor dropping the ball in the net? Could you imagine? Ninety yeah. minute. Remember, he did that uh, El Kadori Scott goal. The only like kind of mistake uh, I think I've ever seen him make. Was that? Legendary. Was that pre-death? That was the old club, yeah. That was the game at Ibrox when it went under his legs. The four-two. Four-two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that game. The um. Hooper scored a goal I've never seen Curl it was Curl from the corner flag into the bottom there oh well, he's right foot when, he, when he curled it for the edge of the box yeah. Connor uh, Malaya unreal yeah uh, um, uh, anything, anything I take I, I take anyone as I say but I, 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 I just want a victory that that's fitting that gives some back to the support it gives you a bit of confidence going into next season and then more importantly if you do beat them which I think we will then we go on and make sure that we take the cup um, anyway, let's try and finish this off and we'll talk quickly about um, what happened before the game um, and then we'll call it a day on our first podcast and the next time that we're going to be going on air we'll have Liam Kelly on. What was the thinking before the game, lads? I suppose it was, it was obviously going to happen. Like, there was never not going to be a minute silence. Uh, for me, it was, it was a non-issue. Like The best was Jeff Stelland going mental on Sky Sports and he was about it. Like, but I suppose if I don't mind. We annoy the right people, so it's good to know they all still hate us. So there's always that. See now, I, I just sorry on you, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was uh, loud noises and got the players fired up before the game. And we obviously went on to win six 0 So I think whoever said the fireworks <laughs> off, I think that inspired the Celtic players. <laughs> but that's it. That's at the end of the day. There's no fans in the ground, and I honestly believe that that was a, a genuine attempt to spur the players on the victory, and it obviously worked. Let's do it next week. Well played. The, uh, I personally, from my personal perspective, think it was uh, absolutely tremendous. I think it was an absolute sign of defiance that we're, as a football club and as a support, which is the most prevalent thing within the club, is that we're not going to accept a situation where an uh, individual who, let's not go into the nitty-gritty of him, but as a repugnant human being, and I'm not going to denigrate the guy too much. I mean, he's dead. So, But in life, he was um, foul at, at best. So, in a whole manner of ways. So, why should we commemorate them? We, we're a football club that were founded by Irish immigrants. The first man to lay the Saudi turf at Celtic Park was a member of the IRB. Um, he was also involved in the Irish Land Leagues. And then you've got a situation who heads up a family was to be commemorated at Celtic Park. No, thank you. Well done, the lads that were involved in it. A couple of hundred pounds well spent in my book. And um, let's go on and batter them next week. Anyway... We'll wrap this up by saying thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back, as I say, with our guest, um, Liam Kelly, talking about his time playing under Eddie Howe, also talking about his um, 
his life, his understanding of Celtic, how he came about being a fan and being from a coastal place in South East England. And um, we'll be back with you, hopefully, through the week. Stay tuned and enjoy your day. Bye.